And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. There comes a time We must hear a certain call We must come Come together and preach We must share the word of God To every boy and girl We must share The greater love of God We can go on pretending day by day that there is no life after this life. As our God has shown us by dying on the cross, so we all must give our lives to Him. We are the church. the ones who know the word of God so let's start preaching there's a choice we've got to make to shine the light of God it's true we'll make a better world through Jesus Christ God sent us his son so we know that Jesus came and he came to save sinners from hell and as our God has shown us by dying on the cross so we all must give our lives to him we are the church we are the church we are his we are God's people. We are the ones who know the word of God. So let's start preaching. There's a choice we've got to make to shine the light of God. It's true, we'll make a better world through Jesus Christ. Men go down to hell where there's no hope at all and in the lake of fire there's darkness everywhere oh let us realize that a man cannot be saved except through the blood of jesus christ we are the church 
We are the church. We are His people. We are God's people. We are the ones who know the Word of God. So let's start. Oh, let's start preaching. There's a choice we've got to make to shine the light of God. It's true. We make a better world through Jesus Christ. Oh, we are the church. We are the church. We are here. Oh, we are God's people. We are the ones who know the word of God. So let's start preaching. Oh, there's a choice we've got to make to shine the light of God. It's true we make a better world through Jesus Christ. And there's a choice we've got to make to shine the light of God. It's true we make a better world through Jesus Christ. And there's a choice we've got to make to shine the light of God. It's true we'll make a better world through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The long-awaited and appointed time has finally arrived. Jesus is ready to meet you this morning with much excitement. Why don't you raise your hand, rise to your feet and help me welcome your pastor, my father in the Lord, God's servant, Pastor Chris. To shine the light of God, it's true we make a better world through Jesus Christ. And there's a choice we've got to Make a better world through Jesus Christ. And there's a choice we've got to make to shine the light of God. It's true to make a better world through Jesus Christ. And there's a choice we've got to make. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we are thankful today for this opportunity to gather in your house with the saints of God. We know this is your dwelling place, Lord. The word declares God dwells among the praises of his people. So for us to come here is a great privilege to be in your presence. We pray that you touch us today and that you give us something that we never had before. To take us higher, to take us deeper, so that we can do more for you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come Holy Spirit. Speak to our hearts. Transform us and change us. 
unto the image of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We love you, we worship you, and we adore you. Amen. And the Lord clearly gave me what I want to start to share with you today. And I trust God that if He allows me, I will speak for a few weeks on the subject of prayer. Amen. The subject of prayer. And, and, and tonight, this morning, my subject is called, Why We Fail to Pray. Why We Fail to Pray. If you have Bibles, quickly, Philippians 4 verse 6. Prayer changes things. And after the sermon and the sermons to follow, your prayer life is going to change. But it's not just that you will pray better. Look at all the privileges you will have through prayer and all the advantages. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Amen. Philippians 4 verse 6. Everybody say Philippians 4 verse 6. Be careful. The, the, I think the other version says, don't be afraid. Be anxious. Don't be afraid of life. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Amen. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what He has done. Hallelujah. A change is coming to your life through prayer. If you believe it, say amen. amen. God is going to start moving in your life. Angels are ready to be deployed to intervene in your crisis. Yes. And whatever is a source of concern for you will be addressed by prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer has a wonderful effect on our lives, ladies and gentlemen. Prayer changes things. You may not have money, but you can pray. You may not know important people, but you can pray. Because prayer changes things. Hallelujah. And when you start to pray, your family is going to be amazed at how prayerful you have become. I don't expect a lot of amens because it's a, it's a spiritual topic. <laughs> don't wait until you have a crisis before you start to pray. Learn how to pray now. Not tomorrow, now. It is more important to learn how to pray than to have a degree from university. Are you hearing me? Now, what does prayer do for you? Number one, prayer changes your countenance. What is the word countenance? The word countenance is your face. Yes. Pray will change your face. Your face is not nice. For a preacher to look into a face like that is, does not encourage the preacher. It's clear that you haven't prayed. 
He said, Pastor, how can you say that? Okay, I'll show you what happened when Jesus came down from the mountain in prayer. In Luke 9, 28, Luke 9, 28, it came to pass about eight days after the sayings, he took Peter and John. Yes, let me read it. Eight days later, he took Peter, James and John upon the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed. Hello? Don't your neighbor just look at the face? Now say, neighbor, do you pray? Do you pray? Because here it says, the face of Jesus was changed by prayer. Are you, are you with me in the Bible? I'm reading the Bible. And his clothes even changed. Yeah. Verse 30. Then two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared and began talking with Jesus. 31. They were glorious to see. Oh God. The disciples saw anointed men that communes with God. And they said what they saw was glorious to see. They were speaking about this exodus from this world which was about to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. Verse 32. Peter and the others had fallen asleep. When they woke up, they saw Jesus' glory and the two men standing with Him. Hallelujah! Through prayer, your appearance will change. Amen? People will start to see the glory on your life. You must believe me. Because change is coming when you pray. Because prayer changes things. Pastor, what does it change? Your face. Your face. You see the glory of God on your face. Hallelujah. Instead of shame, people will start to see glory. Hallelujah. Prayerful people are more attractive than prayerless people. You will become more handsome as you spend time praying. Somebody will find you sweet and appealing, comely. It's an English word, comely. When you pray, there will be a change. Because you haven't prayed, you look like a Sirlamun. I'm serious. Because you have allowed the problems of this world to weigh you down. You are coming to sit here with a marital problem. You are coming to sit here with a domestic problem. You are coming to sit here with burdens weighing you down. But if you had come from the presence of God, Hey! 
if you had been on the mountain with God, you know that there is nothing too hard for God. Hallelujah! And he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Because you've spent time with him. You've been in his presence. You look sweet. You look nice. You walk into the door and you're smiling. You come into people and you're hugging them. You that haven't prayed. You coming in like this. His countenance was changed. Change is coming. When you start to pray. And whatever could not change before you started will start to change right now when you start to pray. And this was a supernatural change on the face of Jesus. And the change on your face will also be supernatural. You ladies that can't get husbands. Listen. The Holy Spirit spoke to me the other day and said, I must try to help the ladies to get husbands. Because I wasn't aware that it was it's like a serious problem. And, and there's a deep desire. You ladies that have a husband, thank God for your husband. He might not be the perfect a person that you dreamt of because you won't find the perfect person but do you know how many ladies would like to have a husband I'm serious when I'm saying this thing you think I'm always joking I was sitting down with some ladies and I realized that there's a desperate need and I said to the Lord in my prayer life, I'm going to start praying for them and mention them before God. But I also want to give them a secret. You also start praying. Then your face will change. Your smile will change. Your clothes will change. Hey! You will look more attractive. You will stop scaring the men away from you. You were not able to get the beloved by changing of hairstyles. And putting on of makeup. The real change will not come through a Brazilian week. But the change will come in the closet of prayer.
Listen. Think about it. A woman who spent time with God. Do you think she can come out of that presence and then start to be nasty with her husband? No. Not if you were in the presence of God. In your presence. I am so content. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. But it doesn't matter. Because in your presence. I'm smiling. He asked you for tea. Well, you say, hey, mark your ear tea. No, no, no. You've come from the presence. You look nice. You look pleasant. Because you haven't prayed. Kekulitze. Makate Bostaya. I feel his presence. Oh, if you can believe what I'm saying. Your problems, your fighting, your ugliness, your rudeness will go. If you spend time with God every day. Hallelujah. Number two, sit down quickly. What will prayer do for you? Prayer will bring dead things back to life. You might think that you've lost some things that were great and dear to you, but through prayer, they will come back to life again. In John 11, 39, the great miracle of Lazarus who was brought from a dead tomb, four days dead. Jesus said, take away the stone, John 11, 39. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Everybody say the smell will be terrible. Verse 40, Jesus said, no, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled away the stone. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and prayed. He said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. Ah, because I'm always with you in conversation. But I just said this out loud for the sake of those around here, standing here, so that they will believe that you sent me. Amen. Through prayer, bad news will now turn to good news. The bad news was that my brother is dead. But through Jesus' prayer, the bad news was turned to good news. Say amen. The stinking smell of your condition will be removed. And it will be replaced through prayer. Yeah. Many of you in your life, you have a stinking situation. Might not be a dead body, but something has died. Maybe your relationship has died. Maybe your happiness in your life has died. 
Maybe something, your finances has dried up. But the things that were dead, if you go to the prayer closet, if, and I know that it's a big if, <clears throat> that's why I'm also going to help you how to start getting back into the prayer closet. Glory to God. Amen. Prayer will change the stink on you. Prayer will change the stink on you. Prayer can change the worst evil in your life. What is the worst thing that has happened in your life? Prayer can make a difference. Prayer can bring a change. Remember that prayer changes things. Hallelujah. Believe in prayer. Believe that God can change. Now the third and the last one I want to share with you before I give you the keys how you can start to pray. Because I really want you to start from today and I'm going to start with you. Amen. Prayer can change the date that you leave this world. Oh yes. You know there's a date set for you to leave. Do you think about death? Hello? You must think about death every day. So that you can be ready to meet God. But you must also think what will happen to the people that you leave behind. Are you listening? 2 Kings 4.32 When Elisha was coming to the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon the bed. He went therefore and shut the door. He went in alone and shut the door behind him and prayed to the Lord. Verse 34 or 33. We have 33. Yeah. Then he lay down on the child's body, placing his mouth on the child's mouth and his eyes on the, on the child's eyes and his hands on the child's hands. And he stretched out on him. The child's body began to grow warm again. Verse 35. Elijah got up, walked back and forth across the room and stretched himself again. This time the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Hallelujah. This was a young boy that had died, but the prayer of Elijah had changed things. Say amen. The young man was raised from the dead. He no longer had to die as a young person. Amen. His date for leaving the world was changed. His years was prolonged. That's why when it's your birthday, we pray for more years. Amen. Years were added. To his life Prayer will change the lives Of those you pray for Now number four is like number three But slightly different Prayer will change the number of years that you live Amen Isaiah 38 verse 1 talks about Ezekiah. If you have been in church for a long time, you will have heard this. Ezekiah was sick and the prophet, son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave him the message. He said, this is what the Lord says. Set your house in order. You're going to die. You will not live. You will not recover from this illness. Verse 2. 
quickly. When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and he prayed. Everybody say he prayed. He prayed. He said, remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and I've served you single-mindedly. This is his prayer. I've always been faithful and served you. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. Verse 4. Then, his, then this message came to Isaiah from the Lord. Wow. Go back to Hezekiah and tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David says. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life. Receive 15 more years in your life this morning. Verse 6. And I will rescue you and the city from the king of Assyria. Yes, I will defend the city. Hallelujah. Where does things change in life? Ladies and gentlemen, things change at the altar of prayer. Through prayer you will live longer. Because Hezekiah received a supernatural addition of years to his life. Amen. There is no impossible case with God. God changed what he had decreed because of prayer. He said you will die. And the thing that changed God's mind was the prayer of the king. Things that are settled, things that are uh, determined can be changed through prayer. Why does things just happen to you like that? Why does bad things happen to you? Why does negative things happen to you? Maybe it's because you haven't prayed. And you have left your life open to what the English word called happenstance. Happenstance means you think things must just happen like they happen. Whatever will be must be. The future is mine to see. But the Bible says prayer can change the future. Glory to God. And you will add 15 years to your life. Hallelujah. Prayer can change whatever man has said against you. You know, many years ago, people said that I won't be, I won't be a successful pastor. Yeah, I remember a pastor saying, you'll never have a big church. He was jealous for me. So he said, you'll never have a big church. But prayer has changed it. Yeah. He said, you're just a good administrator and a good teacher. <laughs> but prayer has changed it. Hallelujah. Prayer can change the effect of what man has said about you. Do you think people just talk good about you? People talk good about you in front of your face. But behind your back, you are a discussion on somebody's table. successful you are being discussed but prayer can change all that amen now let me just help you and I'll do part two next week of 
more good things prayer can do for you. But it's nice to hear these things, but now, Pastor, how? Why don't we pray? Let me tell you. Thank you for asking the question. Can I tell you? Let me see if I can get to it. It's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, there we go. I'm almost done, right? The Bible... No, no, I'm going to finish in 10 minutes, all right? The Bible says that we must pray without ceasing in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Never stop praying. This is the New Living Translation. The King James says, pray without ceasing. And I even made some pillows that you, we don't have any left, I think, but the pillows, is that pray without ceasing? Huh? Yeah. I made these pillows years ago because I always believed in prayer. So I created what we call prayer tools. I'm still going to make some more than you can have it. If you don't have one, you can get one from our bookshop soon. Then I also had the slogan to keep people out of your door when you are praying. We're going to get all that stuff back again. Amen. Because you see, we can have all this paraphernalia, but without prayer, we won't be close to God. Are you hearing me? You can be in my good books, but you must be in God's good books. Now, why do people not pray every day? To pray every day is to pray without ceasing. Is to pray without stopping. So why is it so difficult? Would you like to know? Why is it that prayer is the most neglected spiritual discipline of our lives? And here is the answer. People do not pray every day because they do not pray in the night. Here's the key. Do you want to catch the key? Catch it. I'm throwing it to you. Receive it. The reason why you don't pray is because you don't pray in the night. Pastor, what do you mean? I'm also glad you asked that second question. Because if you pray in the night, you will pray every day. And praying in the night is what we call watch and pray. Amen? You get something called fast and pray. Have you heard about fast and pray? Fast is when you don't eat food and also pray. But when you watch and pray, you pray in the darkness of the night and pray. But you can eat food. It's different to fast and pray. It's called watch and pray. Everybody say, watch and pray. I'm teaching you. I'm teaching you as my children. What is going to make you strong and great? What will not ever have us doubt to ask you to come to a church gathering because your, your flesh, your carnality is gone. You are becoming spiritual. People do not pray every day because they have to attend to many other duties of life during the day. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Coffee in the morning, breakfast, untrack, 
go to work, get dressed, coffee, breakfast, this, 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 do this, run for the taxi. There's no time to pray in the day. But in the night, you don't have to run for the taxi, is it? You don't have to make breakfast and wash your face now in the night, isn't it? Most duties do not have to be attended to in the night. Number two, people don't pray every day because they do not have private spaces to pray in their homes. Come on, I'm helping you. Ek weet mys waar zij bly in die leiden, in die toplands. As die plek om te bid, But praying in the night or at dawn, dawn is just when the sun comes up, right? Just before the sun comes up. Praying in the night or at dawn will solve this problem of not being able to pray in your house in the day. Because people are asleep in the night. Come on now. You can find a lonely place to pray in the night. I'm sure nobody sleeps in your kitchen. Isn't it? <laughs> or in the toilet. So there will be a room at least available to pray in the night. Why don't people pray? People do not pray number three because... People do not pray every day because other people who need them for something during the day continuously interrupt them. I'm giving you the facts of life. I know, you, I know and you know you don't pray. And I'm telling you why. In the day you are too much distracted because even as you want to pray, somebody say, Pastor, Or your wife is sending you on a domestic duty. But in the night, the huiswinkel is too. You don't know, I'm giving you some, some great secret today that will even make you rich. And you'll come to thank me one day, the few of you that will listen to me today. Yeah. People don't pray because they get interrupted during the day. And number four, people do not pray every day because they do not have a good atmosphere for prayer during the day. Too much noise, too much distractions. But in the night, your problem is solved. Hallelujah. So this is called watch and pray. Everybody say watch and pray. Are you going to start to watch and pray? Let me help you a few more minutes. I'm almost done. I still have five minutes left. What is the key to watching and praying? 
The only way to pray every day is to watch and pray. And to watch and pray is to pray at night or early morning while it is still dark. That's why we have this prayer meeting here on Saturday morning at 7. Now when the summer months come, it moves to 6. Because we have to come here when it's dark. I like to pray and look through the window and see the sun coming up. I love it. And that time there's not much movement. No. It is more important for you to learn to watch and pray than to fast and pray. Because watching and praying makes you pray every day. Fasting and pray makes you only pray in the beginning of the year when we have a 21-day fast. Then when that is finished, nobody bothers to pray anymore. Is it true? I said, wah? Zij het ook nou kammer gevaas, maar zij het hotsips gaat koop by die slag, by die uh, fisheries. Daar is nou jou vaas. Jesus taught people to watch and pray. Listen to Mark 13, 33. He said, take ye heed, now the King James please, take ye heed, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. Jesus is telling us to watch and pray. Amen. Did Jesus watch and pray? In Mark 135. Mark 135. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and went into a solitary place. And they prayed. So he's practicing what I'm telling you we must practice. Put it in NLT. NLT. Before daybreak. The next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place and he prayed. Mark 1, 35. Luke 6, 12. Luke 6, I'm showing you Jesus. Our Lord, okay. One day soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray and he prayed to God all night. When did he pray? In the dark. Why didn't he pray so long in the day? Because they would distract him. Jesus, the boat is going down. Jesus, the people don't have food. Jesus. But in the night, they were asleep. So he could pray. Amen. He prayed all night. Luke 6, 12 and then 13. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. And chose 12 of them to be the to be the apostles. Hallelujah. Watching and praying will give you strength to be able to overcome temptations. Jesus prayed in the night in Gethsemane. Matthew 26, verse 41. Pray, told the disciples. Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. You know, sometimes there's a temptation coming to you in the day. But if you have prayed in the night, even in your long praying, you will be praying even in tongues. And the Holy Spirit would have prepared you for the temptation that is going to come. Bishop Dag wrote in one of his books, I, I can't remember which one, he said, one day a beautiful girl came to tempt him. But before it happened in the night, the Holy Spirit told him to get up and pray. 
And then he said he prayed, prayed, prayed for hours in tongues. He didn't know what was coming for him in the day. And it was so that the temptress, a strange woman, came to tempt him. But he said it's the prayer that he prayed in the night that covered him from temptation. Jesus said, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. You want to stop? But your friend is going to get you in the street tomorrow to say, But if you had got up in the night and you just prayed for a few minutes in the night, the Lord would have made you ready for the temptation because Jesus said, Watch and pray. Don't sleep. Watch. Get up. Get up. Like Jesus was all the time on his toes. Satan is coming for you guys. Watch. Keep God. Keep God. It's like, like a paranoid person. You're afraid somebody's going to break into your house so in the night you can't sleep. You're watching. It is the same thing. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Hallelujah. And you will have divine, number four, you will have divine escape from many evils. Luke 21, 36. Put it in the King James course. I like the word watch, okay? Watch is to stay awake. You all understand what I'm saying to you? Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape the things that shall come to pass. To stand before the Son of Man. Hallelujah. And you will be ready for surprises when you watch and pray. Number five, you will be ready for surprises. Mark 13, 33. Take heed, watch and pray that you know when the time is. Listen for me. Listen to me. Your life has been what it is because you have also failed to pray. And if you're honest, you'll admit it. All these things that have happened to me, Pastor, nobody ever told me to pray about it. Now I'm learning from you. I must be up in the night to watch and pray. Amen. And the last one is Mark 14, 38. Watch and pray gives you strength to overcome the flesh. Lest you enter into temptation. Mark 14, 38. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, pastor, how can I pray in the night? You must stay awake through one of the watches of the night. Amen? In the Bible, there are many scriptures, and time has, has run out on me now, but there are many scriptures that talk about the watch of the night. All right? In the Old Testament, there were three watches. It was from 10 o'clock in the evening to 2 o'clock in the morning. No. From 6 o'clock in the evening to 10 o'clock in the evening. That's the first watch. Then from 10 o'clock in the night to 2 o'clock in the morning is the second watch. Then the third watch was from three, uh, 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Are you all with me? So there were three watches. 6 to 10, 10 to 2, and 2 to 6. 
Then when the Roman era, when Jesus came, there were four watches. Six to nine, nine to twelve, twelve to three, and three to six. At start by six, it end by six. Because that's when it is dark. Is it also here in Cape Town the same? Aha. Uh -huh. So you must choose one of the watches and pray. Say, Pastor, I must get up at four for the taxi. No problem. Then you take the first watch. Six two. Pastor, let's not vacuum. It's okay. Let the lad sleep. Fajri, another watch. Take the next watch. And it will really help you. It will really help you. Hallelujah. It will really, really, really help you to pray because you can't pray during the day. Matthew 14, 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. That was between 3 o'clock and 6 o'clock in the morning. Amen. So, I'm closing. What, 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 Pastor, how do I pray? Number one, take your Bible with you. Amen. Because your prayers will be directed from what you read in the Bible. The Bible is the Word of God. Take your Bible with you. Hmm? Number two, listen to preaching. Because even the preaching you listen to will help you to pray. Oh yes, because you will be getting some revelation in the preaching that will help you to pray. Number three, read a book in, as a spiritual. I'm helping you to be a spiritual person. Amen. By reading spiritual books, you also get something in there to pray. And then the Lord will give you a burden. Are you with me? The Lord will lay a burden on you what to pray. Through the, the Bible will tell you what to pray, but the Lord will also, promptings of the Holy Spirit will guide you what to pray. Then you will also have visions and dreams because you dream a lot, isn't it? Say what you did for me, your dreamer will go out live and he swat slang and he fall slang. Pray about it. These are all given to you because it's part of your spiritual man that the Lord is connecting to. But you have suppressed everything because you don't watch and pray. We can't pray in the day. We are too much distracted. We need to watch and pray. I can arrange a prayer night, but it's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you. I want you to become a very spiritual person. I can arrange a prayer night and I'm sure many will come because we're going to pray here maybe from 10 to 5 in the morning. But that's once off and then you don't. I want you to form a habit. I want you to form a prayer habit. Are you with me? Your Bible and what you've read there becomes part of your prayer. The preaching you've listened to is part of your prayer. The promptings and the, and the influence of the Spirit he guides you what to pray for. Like I've now been guided to pray about these ladies looking for husbands. I feel it's the Holy Spirit. It's no joke. You can laugh about it, but they are worried about their futures. 
And then dreams and visions. Dreams and visions. I have decided. You see, I've always known any great man of God, hidden behind him is, is many hours of prayer. Uh, you can't become great in God if you are not in His presence. Oh yes. You can have all the, the language, the style, you can even have the drip, but that doesn't bring the presence. You must be with God. So, Pastor, how can I get up early? You must go sleep early. Many of you go to sleep at one o'clock, isn't it? Be honest. I can only say to me, you'll start in the night, kijk Facebook, kijk TV, gesels bieke met mense, then yeah, by 12 o'clock you must go sleep, then you can't sleep, then you drink another coffee, then you sleep at one, you're never going to get up in the night. You're too tired. Come on. You're too moog. So you need to pay a price. Sacrifice some things that you would have done. You know, Cut out those things that take all your time. Stop WhatsApping and putting statuses all day. Stop looking for other people's status. You are wasting time. Go sleep. Then you can get up in the last watch of the day. What is the last watch? Between three and six. That's just before dawn. Pastor, I'm, a, I'm not a morning person, Pastor. Okay, okay, okay. Then you take from 11 o'clock the night. Say, say you go. Then you take from 11 till 12 or 11 till 1. Pray like that. Then you go sleep at 1. You can get up at 11 o'clock in the morning. Because you're not a morning person. I ask the Lord. What must I tell these people that have come from Ghana? Must I tell them about the great general? Must I tell them about conquering the walls of Berlin? Or fighting on the shores of Normandy? Must I tell them about Adolf Hitler? Must I tell them about Alexander the Great? And the Lord said, tell them to pray! Tell them to pray! Tell them to watch and pray. And I said, Lord, even I find it hard. He said, I will give you the strategy. You can go on with your life the way it has been going. If you are happy, go on. Become a stink. Or say, you know, every day God wakes you up and you see the sun come up. It's His mercies that's new in the morning. So in other words, now there's another chance. Lord, I didn't pray. Lord, I'm a prayerless Christian. But you got up in this morning. His mercy is new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. So Lord, let me try again. Lord, I tried some time ago at work. I was praying in the morning when Pastor Charlie also yapped us. But I'm back to sleeping again. No, 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 no. His mercy is new every morning. We're going to try again. We try. We try.
This is the secret. I can have a church full of people and be boastful, uh, but you're not, then you're not spiritual. Then, then, then what God wanted to do for you is, is only uh, up to the level of Pastor Chris's achievement. I, 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 don't, I need to achieve things for myself. You need to achieve things for you. And beautiful things await for you when you start to pray. Because what happens is that you are alone in the presence. May the Son of God enfold you. May the Son of God enfold you. Listen to this. With His Spirit, With his spirit and His love. And his love. That's in the presence. You fill your heart and satisfy your soul. Don't rush it, Virgie. Let him have the things that hold you and his spirit like a dove. Yes, will descend upon your life and make you whole. If you're in the presence of God, you see, then, then this, is what, this is what will happen because it's dark, there's no noise. TV is finished now. It's, two, it's, it's one o'clock in the morning. If you went to bed at 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock, yeah, by 4 o'clock you felt the 7 hours, 8 hours is enough sleeping now. I can get up at 4, say 5 if you can't. But for that time, others are still sleeping. So get out. Don't, don't stay in the bed because the blankets is going to make you sleep again. Jesus went away to a solitary place. He didn't stay there. Because you'll, you'll pray for five minutes and you'll go, ah. No, no, no. Get out. Put on that pajamas with the hole in the, in the back. Because you don't have to dress nice. Put on your socks with the hole in the toes. You just want to be warm. You can make yourself a coffee if, you, if it also helps. And then you enter into it. The room doesn't have to be nice and neat. can be all broken furniture. It, 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 God doesn't look at the outward. God looks at your heart. And then you come into the presence and say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. And then the Son of God will enfold you. Because you're in His presence. When you come, when you start, everything sounds so dead. And, but as soon as you, you can even put on some music softly. If you're not going to disturb. If you're not going to disturb the people, you can put on some music. And then, and then you create an atmosphere. We will never beg you to be here in the church because you will, you will be a lover of the presence of God. Let him have the things that bind you and his spirit like a dove will descend upon your life and make you whole. Say, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Come and fill your lambs.
Stand your feet, everybody. Lift your hands. lifted the music play softly the prophecy of God is that there will be a multiplication explosion and enlargement at Breakthrough Ministries International something that the eye has not seen nor the ear has heard but the greatest revival will not just be in what you see with your naked eye it will be what you experience inside your closet a closer walk with God a watch and pray a drawing closer to Him a drawing very close to Him in His presence and the Spirit of the Lord will come upon us we will be chains. We will be chains. Oh, yes, we will be chains. We cannot stay the same. The countenance of your face will change. Your face will change. The glory and the beauty will be upon you. Yes, we have failed to pray. We have been prayerless. But from today, we are going back. We are going back to our first love. Oh, may the Son of God May the Son of God enfold you with His Spirit and His love. May He fill your heart and satisfy your soul. Let Him have the thing that hold you and his spirit like a will descend upon your life say Jesus say spirit Holy Spirit Help us to pray.
Oh Jesus. Come and fill your love. The Bible says in Romans 8 verse 26. We have a weakness. What is that weakness, Pastor? We don't know what we must pray about. But the Holy Spirit prays for us. with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Holy Spirit helps in our weakness. Our weakness. Our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit, the precious Holy Spirit, He prays for us. With groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Ah, Randalaka Prestolobo Rabababa Memomo Groanings Groanings It cannot be expressed in words it Cannot be expressed Karabakaya Allah, Shato, cannot be expressed. I want to pray for you. I am closing now. You once had a prayer life, but it has disappeared. You need a fresh touch from God. Come to me. If you are here, remain standing quickly. And your life is not right with God. I want to pray with you this morning. You say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I, I used to serve Him. But I've grown cold. Maybe I've never 
come to give my heart to him today I want to come and I want to follow him I want to follow God I want to be a child of God please pray for me pastor my life is a stink my life is smelling my life is a mess I need God please pray for me I want you to come out and stand on the blue carpet I want to pray for you don't be ashamed and even you that need prayer for prayer come Come and fill your May the Son of God enfold you with the Spirit light His love. Let Him fill your heart and satisfy your soul. Step forward. You can come forward. One more step. Lift your hands. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Come and fill your land. For those who have, are coming to give their lives to Jesus, if you are here like that, say this prayer after me. Maybe you are a backslider or you just go to a church but you've never come to give your life to Christ and your life is not in a good place. Say after me, say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus, I come to you today. I come to you today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. But I'm sorry for my sin. But I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry for my mistakes. I'm sorry for my mistakes. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please wash me. Please wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for dying on the cross. For me. For me. With my heart. With my heart. I believe. I believe. And with my mouth. With my mouth. I confess. I confess. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Has died for me. Has died for me. And rose again. And rose again. From the dead. From the dead. So that I. So that I. Can have life. Can have life. Abundantly. Abundantly. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Come in today. Come in today. Come in to stay. Come in to stay. From this day. From this day. I will follow you. I will follow you. I will come to church. I will come to church. Regularly. Regularly. To learn more. To learn more. About Jesus Christ. About Jesus Christ. Thank you for saving me now. Thank you for saving me now. I turn my back on Satan. I turn my back on Satan. Turn my back on this old world. I turn my back on this old world. Today is a new day. Today is a new day. Today I follow Jesus. Today I follow Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I think Pastor Chris Ross shared very well. He explained the message very well. So I think I'm going to ask him to share every day 
you know, the Archbishop brought the prophet and I'm also bringing you. <laughs> so you, you, you explain the, the word very nicely to all of us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages of Pastor Chris, tune in to Chris Ross Ministries podcast. Remember, faith cometh by hearing.